This episode of the All About Nothing podcast is brought to you by GOT Sound Studio. GOT Sound Studio offers a variety of experiences, music, voice, and instrumental recording and production, video, and still photography. GOT Sound Studio has all of your media needs met. Owned and operated by Dominique Stewart, the Neek the Geek, experienced artists as well as up-and-coming will find everything they need to create. Bring your media needs to one of the most talented producers and engineers in the business, Neek the Geek. You can find details by visiting gotsoundstudio.com or calling 803-243-2302. You can also find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina, this is the All About Nothing Podcast. The views expressed on this program are the opinions of the host. Some content and subject matter may not be appropriate. Listener discretion is advised. Listeners are encouraged to follow the show at theallaboutnothing.com for links to social media and more. Listeners can call the show at 803-672-0533. Thank you for listening. All right. Welcome to another episode of the All About Nothing podcast. This is episode 133. I'm joined by Zach King, of course, as well as we have the host of the History Voyager podcast, Ben Kitchings. Thank you for being here, Ben. How you doing, everybody? How you doing? We're, we're doing we're doing we're doing well for a Sunday morning recording. Um, real <laughs> quick, before we get into it, uh, I want to just uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening. You could go anywhere for all of this nonsense and jabber and sometimes long rambling diatribes, but uh, you could go anywhere for that, but you're here. So thank you very much. Also, uh, please subscribe to the show. Subscriptions drive all of our searches and that's how we get new listeners. So also, if you're listening to us on Apple, Apple podcast uh, and you think we're worth it, go ahead and give us one of those five star reviews. And if you're feeling uh, like you want to, uh, you want to be in the giving mood I and mean, we're moving into that season, uh, go ahead and head over to our webpage, the And at the top, you can find a link to our Patreon page where you can make a per episode donation or you can make a single donations, whatever. Uh, but uh, it really, it, it helps us in that we have to pay for studio time normally. So uh, with that all out of the way, I also, uh, I want, uh, we did get uh, some listener feedback from our episode with Sarah Work, who is the uh, Alliance Party nominee for uh, the South Carolina uh, Secretary of Treasury or the, the Treasury, Treasury Office. Um, I want to say hello to Margaret Ann Clapp, who is the mother of uh, that particular candidate. We had Sarah work on uh, South Carolina State Treasurer. That's what I meant to say. Um, so special thanks to Margaret Ann for writing in and uh, supporting the show. Hopefully you're continuing to listen and hear this. I'll probably email you and say, hey, it was within the first two minutes. So uh, with that out of the way, also well, actually one last thing. Uh, this episode releasing on uh, Monday. Uh, today is uh, the start of Diwali. So happy uh, Diwali to all of our Indian listeners. And we do have a fair amount of Indian listeners uh, either either here in the States or uh, offshore in India. I, I have a number of coworkers that listen. So uh, happy Diwali to everybody. Of course, uh, if you don't know, Diwali is the festival of uh, uh, celebrating the victory over light, uh, of light over darkness, good or evil, uh, good and evil, and knowledge over ignorance. So uh, I, I think that we uh, attempt to stride to uh, fight that ignorance here on this podcast. So uh, that is what <laughs> Diwali. Diwali, I like it. I'm doing Diwali this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so happy, happy Diwali to all of our listeners. Uh, to, it's it is it is one of the biggest holidays in the uh, the Hindu religion as well as Sikhs and and others. But uh, yeah, happy happy Diwali. 
Um, hopefully, we'll be celebrating our our own Diwali come November 9th. Uh, so yeah. the, to get into it, the reason <laughs> <laughs> the reason that we have been on the show uh, this week is because uh, Ben is not only a uh, ha- has a degree in uh, political science, uh, but he is also a survivor of living in the state of Georgia. So uh, we're going to, we're going to discuss today uh, some of the ongoings with the election coming up in Georgia, because uh, if you pay any attention to national news, or if, even if you live in the state of Georgia, uh, I cannot imagine what it must be like as far as like commercials and advertising that you see, because uh, big state Senate uh, election going on between Raphael Warnock, the Democrat incumbent, and uh, and and Georgia's number thirty four, uh, and I don't mean that in IQ. Uh, Herschel Walker, uh, Herschel Herschel Walker has made waves uh, recently with the uh, the the mm-hmm. his Senate campaign, I guess, and then the news that comes out almost I want to say at least weekly uh, of the things that he's either said or done. Uh, ben, just to get us started, like what is what is it like? Uh, in in a campaign like this, because I know, and, and I'll, I'll just preface this by saying, uh, Warnock ran in a special election against. Uh, I, I was it the he did uh, not. Uh, okay, wait. Let me let me stop you. I don't mean to sure. interrupt you. He did. It wasn't a special election. It was, oh, it wasn't. And it was a, it was an election, like a regular election. It was just two years ago. Yeah, it was to complete the term of. I forget who. Who somebody either. somebody died or retired because well, Leffler had that Leffler was the one that was appointed right well Leffler was the okay the one who took okay there's two of them uh Ossoff and Warnock right okay and without wikipediaing it right now uh they ran at the same time at the same for two different seats uh both Ossoff and Warnock um Ossoff is actually from, I think, Decatur. Um, his, right. his girlfriend slash wife, I don't know what. There's a woman that he claim, that he claims to be in a relationship with, and she claims to be in a relationship with him. So whatever that is today, right? Whatever, okay. whatever they call that. <laughs> Partnership. She, she's a doctor, okay? She's a doctor at Emory or something, like a surgeon or something like that. So these are two smart, capable people, I suppose. Um, anyway, so that was crazy. That yeah. that rate was insane. This is mild by comparison. Oh, um, interesting. <laughs> this because okay, think about okay. Put your cap, memory cap back on. Twenty twenty was insane. Okay, yeah. you had you had a plague and I had a podcast about where I talked about COVID. Um, so I was talking to regular people and all kinds of folks. There's a shock there was a shocking number of humans in 2020 that simply did not think COVID was real. They oh yeah. Thought the whole, they thought the whole thing was like I mean, if I like a what was it like the Hollywood elite and the democratic party got together with somebody else and blah, 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 blah. And, you, and you're just like, uh-huh. 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 <laughs> sure. That's yeah. I don't get that. It's insane. Well, I, I don't, I get it because I talk to these people. So I, I get it, but 
and I'm going to get into that maybe a little bit. But so this is, I, I'm sorry, this is tame by comparison. I mean, That's interesting. When, when, when you started to see like ads, I talked about this on a podcast nearly two years ago. I, there's a, there was an ad that ran on my YouTube literally all the damn time. I'll never forget it. It ran, you know how YouTube ads are, like every 30 seconds or whatever the hell? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Can I say hell on this podcast? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Fuck it. We're good. <laughs> but, you know, you know how, like, every 30 seconds you'll see, like, a YouTube ad? So this one, this one, I swear to God, ran every 30 seconds. And it was like, vote for Senator, vote for Senatorial Candidate X. Because if you don't, Joe Biden will listen to the scientists. Now, mind <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> scientists, a bunch of assholes always trying to prove now, stuff. Now, let me, let's walk <laughs> through, let's walk through this. In, let me walk through this insanity with you, okay, before we get to the present day. All right, I'm watching this on high-speed internet. There's a limited number of physical locations you can have internet fast enough to watch what you call television on. Okay. Okay. I happen to live in one of those places. Right. All right. Okay. How many people do you honestly think, not you, but humans of earth, how many people do you honestly think are both a smart enough to be able to pay for high speed internet and also be dumb enough to think COVID is fake. How how big of a population is that? So so so, the, so this ad for for Republican senatorial candidate X was actually working in the opposite direction. I swear to God, I swear to God, it was working in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, I, I, finding finding these people who are just so full of credulity <laughs> won't believe will believe anything, but then won't believe COVID's real. It just yeah. like. I don't, I don't well, get it. It's like, I picked the path the most stupid. Let's go. Yeah. Well, I, I, so I, I am dumbfounded. I'll just say I am dumbfounded by the number of people that will sit in a congregation and, and don't get me wrong. I have, I have nothing against the individuals that believe that they need to sit into a, sit in a church on a, on a weekly basis and beg for forgiveness. I was a cat. I'm, I'm, I'm not a practicing, I can still consider myself a Catholic, but that they will sit in a church and and literally believe whatever it is that they're told from the pulpit, and then will go home, eat dinner in front of the television, listening to the news, and be like, "No, that's horseshit. That that I can't, I cannot believe that." Yeah, I can't decipher I mean, these things. Here's something. So I, I my podcast started out as a deep dive into the Spanish flu, and here's something that I believe wholeheartedly that I wasn't even aware of before I got about halfway through the research on my podcast, my Spanish flu show, which not yeah. to toot my own horn, but please go listen to that. It's, <laughs> I put a lot, I put a lot of effort into those shows. And I mean, if, if I wasn't me, I'd listen to them, but I'm me. So I don't really want to hear that anymore. It's, it's the history of Voyager <laughs> right. podcast available on all of the podcast platforms, but people like it was at one point, it was like really high up in the history podcast situation. And I'm going to do other deep dives. If, if these people stop being fascinating, I, I'm going to do other <laughs> deep dives. The problem okay. is, is, is regular humans are so interesting. They're just yeah, so that's, that's a fact. freaking fascinating. Um, 
So, okay, here's what I was telling you. <clears throat> here's what I was telling you. When I got about halfway through my show on the research for my show on the Spanish flu, I figured out a couple of things. People in 1918, regular normal humans in 1918, on the average, were smarter than they are today. That's interesting. I swear to God that's true. Maybe what, they didn't how, have so as... Well, when we define intelligence uh, smarter, do we do we we just mean like they were more intelligent about decisions they made, things like that, or just all encompassing? Okay, let me give you an example of, of what I mean. Because I didn't go to school for psychology, so let me give you an example <laughs> okay. for what I mean. Or anthropology. <laughs> if you don't know something, what do you? It's twenty twenty two. If you don't know something, what do you do? I look it up. I research. Where? Fire up Where? the Google machine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Generally, generally, it's 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 something okay. pulled from the internet. Yeah. Okay. Now, your brain is not actually a muscle, but let's say that it is. Let's say it's a muscle. Okay. What happens if you quit using that muscle? It it gets weak. It becomes flaccid. Right. Now, in 1918, they didn't have Google. That's obvious to those. That's obvious to the Gen X people on this podcast. Maybe not so to the Gen Z people listening. But <laughs> you just had to go to the encyclopedia that you bought from the guy in but, the station wagon. But but I'm just saying, like you had to figure things out and you had to retain it. And and also, Nothing like wrong. with with Google, there's like an information auction. So I run Google Ads. There's an information auction going on with your Google ads, oh, yeah. with your Google searches that's predicated on a lot of things, including what have you searched for before? Right. Right. right? And absolutely right. Google, even Google, even our friends at Google over there that don't be evil Inc. Um, recently, very recently came out and said they don't know how how good cleaning out your Google account actually is for giving you new information. Oh, okay. So if you're one of these people that you think that you're just a Republican because, um, you know, it's a tribal situation and, and the head of your tribe says COVID isn't real, you know, and then you Google it and, you know, whatever. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, it makes complete sense. You know, you just build your, like they say, the your own little bubble based on past searches and stuff like that and you don't get any new information so and here's, yeah absolutely and here's the part that i really think is scary um if you're a kid if you're just a child and you're just doing your homework you're just over here doing your homework your homework answers are going to come back to what mommy and daddy search for because google accounts know where google accounts are like they know they, they see other Google accounts that they hang out with. Yeah, IP addresses. So, right. So, that to me is actually really scary. And I, I want, somehow, I want these elderly members of Congress to figure that out. Let's, you know. <laughs> and they're not because they're elderly. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, that's that's my biggest apolitical you know, technological request of our government is we need to figure out a way 
for Google accounts to be able to separate themselves from other Google accounts so that you can, I don't know. Like inside, if, in, inside the same, inside the same basic how, house, house or, out, out, you yeah, know, yeah. your neighborhood, your demographic, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I can see that. I, I can, I can see that yeah. being an issue because I, you know, I, I don't. So here in South Carolina, we have a governor's race between uh, Henry McMaster's, who has been in politics longer than any of us has potentially been al- alive, and 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 possibly. <laughs> Possibly you combine our ages. He's been in he's he's been in <laughs> politics for for that long. Uh, he has he has uh, ideas on how to uh, appropriate funding for schooling, and he's not stepped into a public school in a professional uh, uh, professional way uh, in 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 so many years. I don't I don't think he has grandchildren grandchildren that are still in school. Uh, so in my in my mind, I, I I feel like I he has he is he's too far separated from reality in that. Same with same with his stance on abortion. Uh, you know his his stance comes from an extremely religious view over this idea that that you know yeah. uh, a woman is carrying a baby in her womb, which is you know medically speaking completely inaccurate. Uh, up even until from a, a religious standpoint, up it's until not, a certain trimester, yeah, I mean, yeah. But but even <laughs> even from a religious standpoint, yeah. you know, it, it, uh, until that baby breathes air, it's or until that you know that 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 individual breathes air, it's it's not considered being alive until it breathes on its own, just from a religious aspect. But they they you know, uh, yeah. Christianity denies itself. Uh, well, that I think fact. I think there's a lot of people. Barrett, you and I grew up in DeKalb County, Georgia. I think I can yeah. say that out loud where there's people. Um, <laughs> Zach knows. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I no, I know, I, I know. I, 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 I don't. I met Barrett's mother the other day too. She she admitted it as well. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how many. She even admitted that I was hers. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so you know, DeKalb County at that time and even more now is is a is a very diverse area it is and there's a lot of people not a lot of well there's objectively speaking a lot of people in this country that do, that don't live in as an area as diverse as, as what we grew up in and where i live today there's just a lot of people that don't see um they don't see people who don't look like them. So they don't understand, you know, there's some pretty cartoonish ideas you can get, you know, right thinking people can get about other people. Sure. You know, sure. Like if they don't encounter these people in the world and this is a problem (laughs) from, from, from a, from the perspective of, uh, an individual who grew up in in an environment like we did, uh, Ben and I, and yeah. and acknowledging the fact that you know in high school uh, we had the M to M program, which was uh, my uh, majority to minority or minority to majority. It was a it was basically the idea of of busing minorities out of their neighborhoods into uh, like the North Lake area, which was 
Where fairly, we grew up, basically, yeah. Yeah, it was fairly affluent, uh, middle to upper middle class white. And our our high school would have been mostly white if not for that M2M program. Well, let me and, let me give Zach an updated mental image of what we're talking about. So the North Lake area is named after a mall that is now no longer with us. It's deceased. Yeah. And when that mall was on life support before the plague, there would be several Teslas parked in the dead mall parking lot, in the dying mall parking lot. Now, what was trippy about that, what was really trippy about that to me was the I actually saw the mall when like the only stores there was like this rando Mexican place. There's oh, wow. in the, you know, like a rando Mexican place, uh, a couple t-shirt shops and like a play. You remember the, blo- the blockbuster music they had, they were literally selling oh, yeah. can They were literally selling candles out of the blockbuster music. Ben, I, I remember when that was a turtle music. Well, me too. I, I, I remember, yeah, I, I remember going there <laughs> to buy tickets to concerts because that was Ticketmaster was inside the Turtles. Yeah. Okay. So the point the point is they were selling candles out of that before the mall died. Like they were. Wow. Okay. So the fact that you're seeing a Tesla parked in front of a mall, and you're just like, what? Okay, maybe you're going to the Mexican stand. I mean, that those are some good tacos, buddy. I'm not lying. Those. <laughs> Yeah, I'd go. I'd. I'm. I'm here for that now. What are you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's the area. That's the updated, you know, circa 2018 version of what we're talking about with this mall. Okay, with this area. Okay, so yeah. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. I was. I was just gonna say that. I. I. I, I think that the idea of those centralized, multi-tiered. Uh, multi-stored malls have have I think that that was a product of like the mid 80s to the early 2000s I, I, I actually I, I know like... exactly actually I know exactly what that was oh yeah it was in the tax code and ah. it, was in the, it was in the tax code from 19 say the 50s or the 60s yeah all the way to the 2000s and here's the deal um only in the last several iterations of that bill did they actually name it as a mall. Ah, okay. But they described it. They would actually describe it as like a two-story structure with blah, 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 blah. And the reason why was they wanted people to move out into what we call greenfield development. Yes. They wanted to create suburbs. And there were some – there might have been some racial aspects. There probably were some racial aspects to that. But really what it was was this nightmare scenario of the, the, the nuclear bomb coming and you're going to blow up Boston. And so all those Boston people are going to be dead. So we need to move them out. We need to get them out into the countryside. So how do we do that? We make malls and we do this and we do that. And blah, 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 yeah, blah, that blah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I, 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 while I hate. I hate visiting malls now. Uh, <laughs> I don't like to see empty malls. Like we have a we have a mall that I I I used to frequent for movies on the weekends because it was five dollars to go to a movie. But like I I don't like visiting it because it it looks so down. It just looks so decrepit. I mean, they took a two story. I don't know if it was a Macy's or something like that, but they took a two story Macy's. 
and turned it into a Planet Fitness. So, you know, to me, I mean, I don't, it just, it, it's, it's depressing to see the state of some of these structures. We, we have a mall here that, um, the Richland Fashion Mall that, over the course of my time being here, and I've lived in Columbia now for 20, 21 years, and uh, actually 22 years, I, I, I've i seen, you know, Richland Fashion Mall had everything when I first moved here. And over the course of these 20 years, it has, it has degraded from everything to maybe having one or two stores. It was the only place that you could find a TGI Fridays, you know, which uh, this yeah. is not an endorsement for TGI Fridays. Do not spend your money at TGI Fridays. You're making a mistake. Yeah, I knew. I knew. I knew you were about to start shitting on TGI Fridays. <laughs> what was? Uh, hang on. What was that dessert? I hadn't been to a TGI Fridays in forever, but there was a dessert they had. There was that dessert they had that was the shit, and I can't think of what it was like. A, it was like their specific take on a brownie with ice cream was actually really yes, good. And, yes. And, yes. I, and I will not have your slander on this. <laughs> if. What's Friday's what, name what? at your goddamn mouth? <laughs> <laughs> In your best Will Smith impression. Uh, yeah. It, I don't know. I, the, the idea of having a restaurant that basically was nothing but appetizers and priced it the same yes. as an entree to me, just it just it didn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, now you can oh. buy it in the freezer section and taste exactly like what you were ordering. Yeah. No, not but only that, that, but they literally marketed TGI Friday frozen meals okay. in the freezer yeah. section. It's like, oh, I don't have to go and pay a waiter to, to spit in my food. Here we jalapeno go. Jalapeno poppers. <laughs> yeah. But don't, but don't you these myself. But don't you remember how the 2008 crash did that? Yeah. That the 2008 crash is what brought things like that to the freezer section. Yeah. Now yeah, we're all yeah, old enough to know that. Yeah. <laughs> I graduated high school in 2007, so I was uh, not paying too much attention to the housing problem. You were you 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 were you were just a little separated from the uh, owning of a home and and whatnot. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I'm can say I'm now with a child and everything, but uh, yeah, I, I, I graduated from Ben and I graduated in 97 and by 2002, yeah. I owned this home. Like I, I built and moved into this home in 2002. I'm not sure how many of the kids we went to school with had had that because I'm, I'm guessing that most of most of the kids I went to school with probably went, you know, through college and, and, and whatnot. And but, you know. So I did. Yeah. I didn't experience the 2008 housing market crash from the perspective of it hurt me. Uh, I mean, financially, sure, my 401k took a dip, and 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 I, uh, I saw some of yeah. the homes in our neighborhood start to 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 lose out. But that you know, and 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 that kind of ties us back into the election that we're currently you know okay. 16 days. So out let's from. now let's get back to the let's get back to reality. Let's get back to more of the present day. <laughs> But uh, okay, so all right, so 2020 was nuts. So this is tame yeah. by comparison. Okay. okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because so, like I said, from the perspective of somebody outside yeah. of Georgia, listening to the national news, looking at watching these interviews, watching watching the debates on YouTube. No, it what is incredible. What's crazy is Herschel Walker being the candidate. That's what's that's, nuts. Yeah, that is crazy. Um. That part is nuts. And what's even nuttier than that is there's a lot of people that some of them I know that are that are over here saying that they want Herschel Walker to be their senator. 
And I'm like, exactly why? Um, right. Let's pretend that we don't live in the world we live in. Please tell me how he's the better candidate. I'll sit and wait. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I will. I will play devil's advocate. So Herschel Walker. Do. Okay. So if I were of the voting population that was considering Herschel Walker to be the candidate that they wanted to elect, I look at Herschel Walker as being a gelatinous semi semi-structured form that could potentially be molded into uh, what you would want as far as a representative. I'm not saying that he represents the people of Georgia because he, he's not even he's he he was from Georgia. He went to the University of Georgia. He played for Dallas. He he doesn't even currently live in Georgia. He has property under his ex-wife's name that he claims so that he can be a candidate in Georgia, but he doesn't live in Georgia. He lives in Texas. All right. That's where he lives. And it's kind of the same as, as uh, Dr. Oz. He lives in New Jersey, but he's running in Pennsylvania um, because these are considered, it's not even that Warnock is a, is a, is a, is an easy target. He's, he is, he is a fantastic candidate for representing the state of Georgia uh, from again, from my perspective, not living in Georgia, um, where Herschel Walker and because Warnock comes with a uh, a whole host of already formed opinions. He he he's a he's right. the the preach he's the pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church where Martin Luther King served as the head pastor uh, during his time. Um, he is he's written books. Uh, he, he's, he's clearly intelligent when it comes to what the state of Georgia needs out of the federal government. He, he knows what's going on there, but what you get in Herschel Walker is this, uh, mold, unmolded clay that you believe that he's going to go in there. And because he was able to run up and down a field and take blows to the head that you think that there's still space in there. For him to take the idea of his con- the ideas of his constituents and, yeah. and and put that into the federal government, which here's the thing, and I don't want this to come off sounding as though I don't think of Herschel Walker as being capable, because I I don't also want it to sound like I think that he is. Uh, he is is the poster child for why. They needed to upgrade helmets, both in college football and NFL, in their time period. Exactly. This, this man exactly. has taken so many blows to the head that he and he's admitted that he suffers from mental mental issues, likely because of the number of times that he had three hundred pound men run into him. Uh, I mean, what, he, you have to have that done to you to pull out a fake badge during that debate and just well. So I and I wanted to talk about that too. Um, oh, the, oh the, please do. <laughs> so when I worked when I worked in radio, um, yeah. there was a sheriff, and I wrote it down. Let me. So I, I worked in radio. I worked at Moby, or I worked at Kicks one hundred one point five in Atlanta, and uh, I worked under Moby Moby Carney. I can't remember uh, Moby in the morning. And oh, I it was um, Moby Moby. Moby no, no, in the morning the, was a, was a yeah. country DJ in town for ages. Yeah. Ages yeah, and and, and you know what's funny? He's a, he was he the, during my time period with him, and after that, he's always been this very conservative, very Republican DJ. Like everything was law enforcement support, army, military support. Everything was that way, 
And he always played it like that. In fact, he was one of the first people that broke the story uh, that he had gotten from a friend that worked at the National Enquirer about Clinton and the blowjob in the uh, in the White House or in the Oval Office. But but what I'll say about nice. the badge is I don't think the badge was fake. I think that the badge was an honorary sheriff's deputy badge that he was given. And he potentially has many of them. He said that he has. But I I, I, I recognize that sheriffs will dole out these basically worthless pieces of tin that are basically just trophy pieces. And I believe that that's what Herschel Walker got, but somewhere in his head, he got this idea. Yeah. He, he, he thinks that because someone gave him, because when I was on the morning show, that was one of the things that happened was the sheriff of Cobb County. And I'm looking it up to see what his name was. Cause I know I wrote it down. It's much uh, more it, sad oh, the way you're going with this. <laughs> yeah. Bill, Bill Hudson, Bill Hudson was the sheriff of Cobb County when I worked at the radio station. And one of the things that happened was we had him on and then he gave several of us honorary deputy badges that basically the only the the idea behind them was if you get pulled over, just have your license in there, flip it open, and you're likely to get yourself talked yourself talked out of a, a speeding ticket. Now, I never did anything like that, and in fact, the 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 one that 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 I was given, I'm pretty sure I left in my locker at the radio station and never took it out because he was up for reelection. And I, if I'm I may be wrong, I may be right, but I don't think he got reelected, which meant at that point that sheriff's badge whatever potential magic powers it had were gone because he was no longer sheriff. You're only a deputy under the sheriff. If you stay on with a deputy as a deputy for a sheriff's department, it's because that next sheriff uh, basically redeputized you. Uh, but I, the fact that he, you know, they had to spend some amount of time before that debate saying, Herschel, we see you with a duffel bag. You can't take that on stage. There's no props allowed. And he pulls this badge out and then she says, we warned you, you can't pull out props. And he did it anyway. And then had the nerve to say, oh, it's not a prop. It's real. No one's, no one's classifying is not real. They're simply saying it's a prop. You, you can't pull out prop because you, and and it's a prop in the way that you're not allowed to have it there. Like to assist you in your debate. Yeah. The crowd in that debate laughed despite the fact that I heard them cheer for him. They supported, they applauded him for a lot of the things he said. But even even that crowd that was very Herschel Walker heavy supporters, uh, they laughed at him. And and I have to believe that just even semi-intelligent voters in the state of Georgia recognize Herschel Walker's, uh, uh, his deficiencies over his potential uh, benefits. It, so... You know, I, yeah, I don't see all Georgia. of these. He's a bulldog. Yeah, but he, which means he didn't go to Georgia Tech or Georgia State, and he doesn't have <laughs> a degree in political science, and he doesn't have a degree in engineering. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, and that's not to that's not to shit on anybody that went to University of Georgia. I have I have the utmost respect for, uh, well, I have the utmost respect for uh, the individuals that I know that went to the University of Georgia because I know that they they worked hard. They had their their degrees in teaching, they have their degrees in uh, horticulture and, and 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 farming, and you know they they earned really important degrees that we need in this country to be able to support UGA, ourselves. UGA these days is actually a really good school. I can't For, speak to how it was when Herschel was there, but nowadays it's actually a um, a really good school. Yeah, and um, a school perspective, you know, education perspective. 
it is a yeah. good school. Yeah, these days. It's um, like it's okay. like University of South Carolina here. Law, you know, what what's what are the big the big things that come out of business. University of South Carolina? Business and law. I mean, those are so huge I'm gonna, here. I'm going to tell you a story. Um medical. I yeah, when I when I went to college <clears throat> when I went to college, I met a guy from Wrightsville. Wrightsville, Georgia, which is where Herschel Walker is actually from. Um, right. So without saying specific stories, I'll just say that the Walker family was uh, fairly well known within the community for obvious reasons. Okay, Herschel Walker is a legend yeah. at UGA and also... You know, I think I don't know when he quit playing for the Giants and the Cowboys and or the Jets and the Cowboys, whoever it was. But um, he might have still been playing. He ended his at, career ended in ninety seven. That was that was when he was done with football. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. I'm learning. I've learned. I learned <laughs> stuff on my podcast. He, all the time. he did not last very long. No, he well he played he played with the Cowboys from eighty six to eighty nine. Then he went to the Vikings from eighty nine to ninety one. Was traded to Eagles, uh, ninety two to ninety four. He played with the Giants for a year in ninety five, and then went back to the Cowboys for a couple seasons ninety five and ninety six and ninety seven. Wasn't uh, he right. in the original? He, he was in the U.S. Trump, right? Yeah, the he, USFL. He, he was in the USFL for a while. That that's real. Yeah. He was in the yeah. USFL. All right, Nothingers, I want to cue you in about a friend of the pod, Blank Canvas Brand. If you own a business or restaurant and the time has come to build that unique brand, you have got to get a hold of Blank Canvas Brand. Blank Canvas Brand specializes in brand identity, including logos, business cards, flyers, and anything else to promote your business. And now, Blank Canvas Brand offers printing services to help with your clothing needs, including sports teams. I can tell you from our own experience, Blank Canvas Brand is responsible for our logo, as well as the Bowl of Duty Bowling Team logo, and we couldn't be happier with what's been produced. For more information, you can search Facebook for Blank Canvas, or you can email Blank Canvas at theallaboutnothing.com. That's B-L-N-K-C-A-N-V-S at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Hey, everyone. I want to take a quick moment to mention one of our new sponsors, thepaintedmoment.com. That's thepaintedmoment.com. Check this out. Have you ever taken a photo with your phone or digital camera that would look amazing as a watercolor canvas painting? Well, now there's a website ready to take your photo and turn it into digital painted moments. This is how it works. Visit thepaintedmoment.com, follow the instructions, and your digital photo will be enhanced and returned to you with links on where you can have an image printed to canvas or whatever else you'd like to do with it. We've already got a couple of these enhanced photos hanging around the house, and trust me, you'll love what comes out. Thepaintedmoment.com. Create a painted moment in time from your digital photos. Thepaintedmoment.com. Seriously, check them out today. Thepaintedmoment.com. What is a vaccine? What is a virus? What is a mask? What's a Sasquatch? These are all valid questions, and to answer them in one breath, prevention, potentially deadly, potentially life-saving, and don't be stupid. Look, the coronavirus from 2019 has caused a global pandemic that continues to ravage our planet, leaving victims and survivors. But you can do your part. In the United States, as well as most countries around the world, the COVID-19 vaccine is available at little to no cost. Regardless of your politics, this virus has the potential to cause irreparable harm to you and vulnerable family members and friends. We have an opportunity through the efforts of medical science to balance the scales against this disease and its variants. 
And look, I don't understand how the vaccine works, even though I've heard it described countless times by countless experts. And even though none of that makes any sense to me, I do recognize that the money and effort spent on the vaccine has not been wasted. And it's not a global positioning transmitter being embedded in your arm. You're holding that in your hand, listening to this. So get the vaccine. Protect yourself. Protect your loved ones. Hell, protect the guy standing behind you waiting on his Taco Supreme and nacho fries. Let that be the reason his organs shut down. For more information, visit covid19.nih.gov for actual science information. We have to thank our sponsor, GOT Sound Studio, and its owner and operator, Dominique Stewart, better known as Neek the Geek. GOT Sound Studios offers a variety of recording experiences for music, voice, and instrumental recordings and production, as well as podcasts. GOT Sound Studio is located in Columbia, South Carolina, and operated by the most talented producer and engineer in the business. GOT Sound Studio is a black-owned business. Bring your recording business needs here. You can find details on their Facebook page or by calling 803 803- 243-2302 or emailing GOT Sounds at theallaboutnothing.com. That's GOT Sounds at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the friends of the pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. This is Judd Larkins, and I am the Democratic nominee for the second congressional district, and you are listening to the All About Nothing podcast. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna tell you. Um Here's what I'm going to tell you. So there are stories that I heard from my friend and my friend's sister and some other people that I think my friend's sister knew. I don't I don't remember how they were connected to these two people, but they were connected somehow. But I heard stories about I've heard stories about Herschel Walker for years. Yeah, because I still keep I still keep in touch with him. He's one of my best friends in the whole world and. Ba ba ba. Um, I still keep up with him. I regularly hear about supposed bombshell revelations about Mr. Walker, and I'm like, wait, I know I knew that. <laughs> I, I I absolutely know I knew that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, because it's it's kind of like that's kind of like me with the with watching the January sixth hearing the, the committee hearings where I I will they will they will say something they'll put it on screen and it's like I knew that like this is these are all things that that you know while I didn't have the evidence to support it but it was like I I knew you know in my head there's no way I didn't know that Donald Trump was you know the head of this whole thing or you know, no anyway, but sorry, I, go ahead ben. I'm not I'm not saying like a I'm saying like I heard that story. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that story about that, you know, person X or whatever. I know, like, so when you're saying like, how secret are these kids? Like, secret from who? Are they secret from the people? Who are they secret from? Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Not, not, not to drag any specific incident into any specific thing. But my thing is like. Did anybody tap um, Trump on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, man, um, buddy, pal, <laughs> may- mayhaps we shouldn't have Herschel Walker"? <laughs> because yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a great question. Because honestly, I think uh, there probably were people around Trump 
who yeah. probably were of the mindset that, hey, we need to dissuade Trump from really backing this guy. We can back. There are so many. Hell, you could. Is Zell I Miller could, dead? Uh, yes. Zell Miller was a Democrat. He's dead. Okay, never mind. Zell well, you Miller's can't run dead. Zell Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, for the Republican Party, <laughs> Zell Miller was a Democrat, but he ran as a, when he was governor of Georgia, he was the one that actually brought about the lottery system into Georgia, legalized the lottery in Georgia so that we could have things like the Hope Scholarship and things like that. He but was when, a very conservative Democratic governor of Georgia. Yes. And yeah. his mother, his mother was a teacher. Um, he went to the, he went to the Marines and I actually had a professor who knew him, who actually knew Zell Miller had worked for him yeah, and worked with him and for him. And, you know, I, I heard stories about what he used to call the Eminem boys, uh, Murphy oh, and Miller. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, but, I, I will yeah. say this. I thought, I thought Zell Miller was a good governor from Georgia when he got tapped to replace one of the senators again. He 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 got he got placed or he was he was put in place yeah. by a Republican governor or no by a Democratic governor uh, to fill that Senate seat. But as soon as so, he became a senator, he went right. So let me let me tell you a little bit about um, why I think like what I think the the real political moment is here. Um, so Atlanta is one of the fastest growing places. And you just heard how I said that, right? You just heard how I said Atlanta. That's how you yeah. know somebody's from Atlanta because they don't say the T's in the words. Like people <laughs> from people from Atlanta don't say Atlanta. T's inside words. It's like, you know. So anyway, Atlanta? I'm from Atlanta. Atlanta. What? I think that's in Texas. I think Atlanta is Atlanta is in Texas, <laughs> it, or, or, or there's other Atlantas, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But here we here we say Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Hell, I had to go to broadcast school to learn my, to to lose most of my southern accent. So yeah, I yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, <laughs> so t t's in the words, not a thing. Um, but what I was going to say was Atlanta has become in my lifetime one of the big cities in in America. Yeah, one of the big metros in America. Uh, there's a constant partisan fight as to how many people live here. Uh, I think the official estimate is about six or seven million people. Yeah. Um, it's apparent. It's approximately sixty percent of the state in population. Yeah, is Metro Atlanta. Most of that. Well, and here's the other thing. And this is new from 2020. Um, I have a buddy who works in demographics, who works with demographics for his job. And he said, Ben, I swear to God, it's like the last thing these people did before they moved here was fill out the census for where they for <laughs> where where else they lived. I swear to God, Ben, you wow. would not you would not believe. So he has access to all these databases about like food and like groceries and things and blah, blah, blah. He's like. Man, you would not believe you got some specific Kroger's or some specific whatever's up there in the up there in the northern metro, man, the far north metro, and they're doing gangbusters. I mean, they can't even <laughs> they're oh, selling yeah. food like they never. And I went to Cartersville, Georgia, a couple of weeks ago. That place in the last three years has had some mind bending growth. I mean, just absolute. Just it's gone from like a biggish little town to like a big place. In yeah. three years, 
and you can see like these the traffic on these one and a half lane roads is just stupid <laughs> it's like yeah it's like yeah i believe it you can be rolling down the road and be like okay that house hit the lottery that house hit the lottery <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah i can yeah i can see that there's some little country houses on these little one and a half lane roads you know like as you're stopping in bumper to bumper traffic and you're like all right <laughs> they're no, going to be rich even- even where my mother and brother live out in Auburn, yeah. Uh, yeah. they're they're basically recognizing that Auburn is Auburn and Decula and uh, over towards Winder. That basically, you know, if it weren't for the fact that Winder is named Winder, uh, there's a possibility that you could see Winder area becoming the next uh, Roswell. I mean, it's uh, you know the oh. growth is unbelievable in the surround oh, sure. in and for around sure. Atlanta. For sure. And here's what I'm trying. Here's what I'm trying to say. When you so I went to the college, I went to college at first in the mountains. Um, um, and as a 19 year old or 20 year old, I remember looking up in these mountains and being like, this is going to be a place where some rich people live. And now, Ben, shut up. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, look, when you build up here, you got to do something. Like you got it. There's a mountain and you got to do something to it, either flatten it out or move it somewhere else or whatever. Okay. I'm just saying, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's no coal in Georgia. Uh, that, right. There's not much coal in Georgia but, that you but can, what I'm you saying can level is, a mountain for, but yeah, you're not going to put a seven 11. You're not going to put a seven 11 in 2022 on top of a mountain. Okay. Yeah. Maybe a hospital. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they'll, a, they'll maybe put hospitals a, almost anywhere. Maybe an Apple store, but. You know, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so side, side topic or side yeah. question uh, within, within 10 miles of where you live and, and I'll go to Zach in just a second, but in, within 10 miles of where you live, how many Apple stores are, are, are within, within say 10, like a, a, a diameter of 10 miles from where you live? 10 miles hang on uh, <laughs> uh, well so while you're figuring that out zach how many apple stores exist within 10 nine. miles of where you live not a one nope. columbia south carolina has one of the highest populations of 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 uh uh individuals that go either to the university of georgia to columbia uh inst uh was it international uh, you have, yeah. you, we have, we have so many schools here and, and a very young population that we still do not have a single Apple store. And I'm not saying that I would frequent it, but it would be nice to know that it was available. So Apple do your due diligence, make Columbia, South Carolina, one of the, one of the greatest Apple locations, uh, <laughs> that, 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 you know, because, I'm tired of looking at some of these people at Best Buy that are that are in the Geek Squad and going, "No, they can't fix my phone. That's not an Apple genius. They got to have that genius title." <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know about okay. that either. Ten, ten miles. Okay, wait. Okay, wait. Ten miles. I can give you an answer. Okay. Uh, ten miles. No, I am okay. probably twenty something miles from maybe three Apple stores. Okay. Um, okay. Um, that's still and- crazy. That's it's, still crazy. Well, okay. I'm not an Apple user. I'm an Android. Sure. I'm a proud Android user. Sure. Uh, love the platform. Hate Samsung. Uh, but here we are. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know if the Chinese get on the not get on the nice list. I might there might be a OnePlus phone in my future. There you go. Future. <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah, that yeah. it's it, yeah. there is the demographic here in Columbia, South Carolina would absolutely support an Apple store, and we still don't have it. We're we're when this census when this census came out, basically, uh, Columbia, South Carolina is not a huge uh, population. Yeah. I mean, we're but we're 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 just on the cusp or had just passed between between the three major counties uh, yeah. in in Columbia that make up Columbia. Uh, we have just passed the one million mark, which That's is a lot of people. It is. It is. I mean, and it's I, not I, spread out like Atlanta. I live in Atlanta, and I forget that one million people's a lot of people. But oh yeah, one million. I mean, Winnipeg, Manitoba—that's the home of my beloved Jets. Yeah, uh, doesn't have a million people in it. So yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you guys still—you you guys have not gotten a new uh, Atlanta has not gotten a new NHL team yet. So hey, not to shout out my own podcast, but hey, there's Last a podcast episode. I just put out uh, a little while ago. Uh, I haven't even promoted it yet. I've been so busy, but, <laughs> but I yeah. tell you what, there might, might be an NHL team in the future. Maybe just saying that would be exciting. <laughs> I, as, as long as we could get these, as long as we could get these sports off of Bally sports, uh, and, or at oh, least get Bally, well, Bally better spread out among the distributors of, of, you know, television. Well, so, okay. So let me, okay. So let's get back on the beam here. This is sure. Okay. So what I'm saying with all this Atlanta is a big place is Atlanta is not Georgia. Okay, Atlanta, the Georgia is demogra- is like the numbers would indicate that so Atlanta is, is pulling Georgia up yeah, according to all the measurable numbers, okay? So if you take Atlanta and vicinity out of the situation – You've got something on par with Mississippi in terms of life expectancy, in terms of oh, man. all sorts of things. Yeah. And, okay, so that's part of our political moment here, is that a certain cohort of humans are, are very angry that Atlanta exists and that it is big and whatever else. Except and that's that they always, pay all the taxes, you know. Yeah, Sorry, they, go ahead. That, no, that no, I get it. I'm with you. I'm I'm with you there, Skipper. I am. It, it's like <laughs> okay, but that's, that's just... kind of like that's kind of like the argument that people are so they they think that California, New York, and Massachusetts and mm. Florida that these giant states are are such a drain on the federal budget, except that They're the not. federal budget is mostly made up of the money that is pooled in from those states. Yeah. Georgia being and, included in there because of Atlanta, and I've said that. I've said um, on your show before that this is a serious problem in our state. And what I'm hoping is that post-pandemic people can take this high-speed internet and go out into the state and and live and exist and whatever else. But I don't know, man. I mean, I read somewhere that Atlanta has more mixed-race couples than, um, you know, lots of other places, like yeah. lots of other places. You can live in Atlanta these days and totally forget that it's not normal for, because I mean, every time I, for example, every time I go to the mall, it's like, I notice the white people. Like I notice the white couples. Oh yeah. Because that's what, you know, that's the rare thing. You know, like you see a lot of Koreans and blacks or Hispanics and Koreans or whatever, you know, all this other stuff. Yeah. 
And I forget that lots of places are not as multicultural friendly as Atlanta is. So when you're asking a, a multiracial couple, hey, go move down to wherever or go move out to wherever, you know, that's yeah. sort of a concern. I mean, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, so uh, no, and that's 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 a very valid point. I I, I would agree. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. Columbia, South Carolina is is an extremely diverse population. I think I think that yeah. you know between between mostly Richland County and 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 portions of of Lexington County here where I live, uh, it's it's being it's I recognize that there is more diversity. You're seeing more minority populations spring up in different areas, and 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 I think that. Um, while there is likely a campaign to try and squash that, uh, there is also, uh, you can't stop it in some cases because South Carolina is an inexpensive place to live. How, okay. Uh, So my question is, and I think I know the answer, but it's just a question to the floor, (laughs) you know, um, if they made, I guess somehow you could make multiracial marriages illegal. If you wanted to do that, there are states um, that are working on it. I'm sure. Okay. I hate to tell you, Texas folks, is one but, of them. Yeah. Texas is one of the t- states where they would like to see fewer multiracial or multi multiracial uh, uh, partnerships and marriages. Yeah. That's so well, insane. I, <laughs> I hate to tell you, folks, but, you know, you can't do, I mean, you, you can do that. You can try to do that, but I invite all of you to go and read the history of prohibition. <laughs> yeah. All, all, all of you arch conservatives, please stop what you're doing and <laughs> go read an honest telling of the history of prohibition. Pretty well, they don't read. Yeah. Well, some of them do. Some, some of them do. Well, but you got to put it on like 4chan or 8chan for them to. Well, but, uh, but I'm just saying like, Okay, there's a there's a thing that there's a principle that I got an object lesson for very young in my life. And that is when you start making things illegal that people do anyway, people are going to stop following you. They're going to stop paying attention. Even if it's things that they believe in. Even if it's things that they they believe should be illegal, that sort of—I mean—is that the mentality? It, no, it's okay. Maybe I didn't say. It. If oh, you're okay. making things illegal that people do anyway, so like if you make if you say, um, we you can't um, like you can't marry somebody that's not your same race. Okay, people do that anyway. Eventually, you're gonna stop. You're either gonna stop having marriages, or you're gonna start having. Why does the government need to be involved in this at all? Totally which is agree. Where I, which is where I am. That's probably my most right wing position. Is why in the world does the government need to be involved in anybody's love life? Totally agree. You know, I, 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 <laughs> and and I don't. I don't know that. You know? I don't know that that's a conservative <laughs> viewpoint uh, or yeah. or right wing <laughs> viewpoint. I. I know plenty of of people that would consider themselves to be either left leaning or 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 moderately left leaning uh, yeah. that that do not agree with the idea that in order to get married to somebody that you have to go and get a license for it. Like, why is the federal? Why, why is the the why? state government involved in something like this? Why? Why? Yeah. And so dumb. 
And okay, when people start, well, it's better for society. All right, it's 2022. When somebody starts saying the word society to me in 2022, I'm looking for somebody to answer a phone. Yeah. That's a job. <laughs> yeah. You're making jobs for people to answer phones. All right. Is that something you want to do? Yes or no? <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're right. I, 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 I just, you know, the, yeah. those are the things that are, those are the things that I, I, I think that people are not recognizing. And you and I have discussed like, uh, some of the, oh, yeah. the potentials of, of having a, uh, a majority because right now the right wing rules by minority, uh, the, 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 the right wing, the GOP is not for the most part, you know, you look at the demographics across the country, uh, in, in the big cities, you tend to see more blue, but it's, it's, it's relatively purple. Uh, you look in the rural areas, especially Georgia, South Carolina, it's, it, it is more red, but when you combine all of the numbers and you, and you look at it, this country tends to lean more moderately liberal than it does uh, to the right, and or, or conser- this this idea of conservative yeah. con- Republicans are not conservative. Uh, you, you just look at the look right. at how much money was spent over the course of uh, twenty I'm sorry. years. I'm sorry, but you can't be conservative and think that you should le- you should legislate who I who somebody should marry or yeah. That's not that's you know, that limited- that. Yeah, that by definition is big government. <laughs> I mean, that by definition is big brother. Yeah. And yeah. this idea that you want to limit what rights women have to their own autonomy, or that you want to limit the ability yeah. for people to even vote. I mean, you've got some states that are trying to reinstitutionalize uh, Jim Crow era rules yeah. to voting, where like in Texas, the GOP has already said that they want to institute a reading test at the poll. To in order for you to be able to vote, that you would have to read an oath out loud, and and Texas is an extremely diverse state in in respect to white versus uh, uh, Mexican Americans or yeah. or Lat- Latino Americans that sort of thing, you know, and they they want to institutionalize because it's, they they don't there's this fear that if you allow people to vote based on whether or not they can read. It's not fear. It's what they want, but they they want to be able to limit the number of people that are voting. Uh, you know, do they own land? Whoa. Can they own prop? You know, can they own property? That does that then disqualify them from being able to vote if they rent a house versus or a car versus renting? You know, owning their own property. Well, okay, so sure, and there's also Moore versus Harper, which I've talked about on my show, and and. Yep. But here's, and this is what I believe, and this is what I actually believe, and this is, you know, maybe I'm just a hopeless liberal or whatever, but here's what I actually believe. Um, <clears throat> so America on a bad day has the third biggest economy on earth. Right. And the Constitution as written was written in the Middle Ages. Okay, right. The Constitution as written was written in the Middle Ages. Can you put the third biggest economy in the world in the Middle Ages politically? I don't think you can. I don't think I don't that's think you possible. Uh, you know, I, people people say, even on my show, somebody said, well, China is the biggest economy on earth and it's in an authoritarian government. Yes, but the authoritarian government China's in 
is 21st century. You can't put, <laughs> you can't, it's yeah. just not and, possible. And, and, you know? and I may be, I may be wrong in how I recognize China, but China is China's financial system is capitalistic it, it, when it, when it comes to their market, but the, but they have so many institutionally communistic, uh, checks and balances on things that that's why people say, Oh, well, China's communism. Yeah, they are in a sense, but it's also very, you know, the Chinese people have the ability to control their own market when it comes to where they spend their money or what they spend it on. The, the government has the ability to lock them into an Ikea when someone sneezes. So, you know, it's it, it's it's sort of a yin and yang, but it's not yeah. really an equal. It's not an equal yin and yang. The, the the Chinese people have a lot of power when it comes to where they spend their money, and they can certain like if 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 Xi Jinping comes, Xi Jinping comes out and says, "You all are going to spend your money at the Chinese version of McDonald's." The people can decide whether they're going to spend their money there. Or they're not. But then it's the government who then puts a McDonald's on every single corner that kind of makes it too easy to, to spend your money there. So it's, it's, right. it's, it's a difficult, they've, they haven't yeah. figured out how to make it really work. They've just kind of figured out how to force it, but then they subsidize every, every Chinese subsidize everything the way the, the American government subsidizes everything. But here's you know? something. I mean, there seems to be on the right, this obsession with, with sameness and race and, and all this, but, Here's something where I get really, really deeply historically and philosophical here. The idea of whiteness is a, is a politically interpolated thing. Okay? It, it just is. Um, if you have any Jewish friends, or because I don't know if you're not Jewish. I don't know if Zach is Jewish or not. I'm not Jewish. If you have I'm any not. Jewish friends and, and, they're, and they're smart, you know, and they're historically aware, they'll be able to tell you that there was a time when Jewish people in this country weren't considered white. Yes. Yeah. Right. So here's what I'm saying. You know, we're seeing Hispanics become, I guess, white in real time. That's something happening in real time. Yeah. Um, I've got news for people that, honest to God... <laughs> Don't do the multiracial, the anti-multiracial marriage thing because people will stop listening to you. Like I know that's true. Yeah. From my own life, I know that's true. If you pass laws that people don't want to listen to, they're not going to listen to them, and you're going to have a real problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know. I yeah. mean, here's a, here's the thing. Technically, technically, it's illegal to uh technically it's illegal for me to own a dvd and then give it to you that's true and then and then you take it out of your my house and you watch it who's been arrested for that who's <laughs> yeah yeah who's been arrested that for that yeah who's who's enforcing who but who's enforcing that <laughs> right yeah exactly Technically, um, what's another one? What was the one that blew my freaking mind years ago? Um, technically, for years and years, it was illegal for VCRs to exist. 
while they were being sold on the market. <laughs> it was literally while you could walk into a Sears back when Sears was around and buy sure. a VCR. It was it was illegal for VCRs to exist. They actually had to have a court case. They had to have a Supreme Court case because everybody was like, oh, crap, hang on, back, back up a minute. This is real. Like, this is a thing that's happening. Wow. Five of the justices have a VCR in their home. <laughs> <laughs> They're and all blinking that, 12. They're all blinking 12 <laughs> o'clock, but yeah, the, and the that, justices have them. That was actually in the opinion. Like, I have to vote for the because... <laughs> That yeah, that, that was in RCA the opinion. I have to vote for this because I have a VCR in my house. That's crazy. It's auto tracking. It's awesome. <laughs> well, so uh, before we before we wrap this up, the, the the last thing I wanted to bring up was so we've we've discussed Warnock and we've discussed Walker, uh, and in my opinion, I think that Warnock is an outstanding candidate and rep- will represent the state of Georgia. Uh, there, current there's polling actually shows. A- there's actually a fascinating thing with Walker and uh, Warnock and Kemp. Yeah. There's a lot of Kemp Warnock voters. Yeah. By every, by every poll out there, there's a lot of Warnock and Kemp voters. I don't know if Stacey Abrams is going to be my governor. I'm pretty sure Warnock is going to be my senator. Yeah. Yeah. Based on based on the polls that have released that were released over the course of the last four days, on average, Warnock is trending about four points higher than Walker. Now, one of the things and Kemp and, is tre- trending about four point four to five points above Stacey Abrams. Well, average. here's the thing about polls, though, that in 2022, they're conducted over a phone. A yes, cell phone. correct. OK. I get I've Some been polled. Some of them are conducted over text message. During the week, I get pulled about seven times a day. Yeah, I'd believe it. I have answered to none of the. I have answered to none of these polls. I've never oh. been. I've never been. I'm not dumb enough to answer a political poll over a phone. I'm sorry. I'm not that stupid. Uh, <laughs> number one. Number two. How many? And this is a question because I don't. I'm not in this world anymore. I don't know. If I live in Georgia, but I have a Colorado number, are you texting me? It depends. If you uh, have it, 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 yeah, it just depends. If you have that number as a an available, so if you voted in a primary, uh, and you have ever yeah. responded to a poll before as you, uh, and you voted in a primary, that's how you get polled. Uh, that that is, but yeah, no, there there are definite issues with polling. Uh, especially, especially in the case that, so most of that, that was my, that was going to be my point was the fact that most of the polling that's being done right now, the only way you get polled is if you have voted in a primary, that is it because the polling is conducted by groups that have that information. They know whether you voted in the democratic primary or you voted in the Republican primary. So in South Carolina right now, all of the polling indicates that, uh, Jim Jim uh, Cunningham here running against uh, uh, Foghorn Leghorn is uh, he Foghorn Leghorn is running at about <laughs> ten to fifteen points in some cases above above Joe Cunningham, um, despite the fact that Joe Cunningham is running on a platform that's in my opinion fairly moderate. He's running. He's you know the only things that really stand out. He he's not in favor of a, of a fifteen dollar uh, state 
recognized uh, uh, hourly wage. Yeah. He he is in favor, however, of legalizing marijuana and legalizing gambling in South Carolina uh, that would potentially bring millions, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, into the social programs like schools, like roads, those those Aren't sorts of there things. Casinos in South Carolina. So South Carolina, the I don't. I'm not going to say yes. I think to that. North Carolina. I know there North is. Carolina. There, we casino, have Indian tribes. Casinos is the wrong word. I thought there were. There was uh, a an effort uh, ten, boats. ten years ago. Yes. Boats, so boats, yeah, you can take. Boats. Yeah, you can take as long as you sail out six miles into international waters. You can get on a casino cruise. And they go out for six to ten hours and whatnot. It's drinking and, and casinos and and you know my thing, uh, but uh, the 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 idea is Barrett is and that... I just gamble on Grand Theft Auto and that. <laughs> <laughs> but the casino, you know, the Georgetown. Georgetown is is one of our coastal cities that was for decade hundred hundred years was a a location of industry where. Where there was uh, paper milling, and there was uh, we, yeah. we had uh, shipping was out of out of Georgetown. It is not anymore. Charleston, Savannah, Wilmington—you know these are the areas along yeah. the southeastern coast where you see most of that going on now. But Georgetown would absolutely benefit from yeah. having legal gambling, having uh, government-controlled or at least regulated. Uh, uh, gambling available in casinos and, and, and here in South Carolina, just do everybody a favor, you know, designate that as tribal land and then give it to the Catawbas or give it to the, you know, what, whichever tribal and, and then let them benefit from it because fuck, we certainly yeah. owe the native Americans, uh, yeah, virtually everything. Uh, that well, don't why would, enough. I mean, nah, I get the other side of that's, I get the other side of you don't want to live around a casino and you don't want your, you know, I get that. I, I really get that. Like you, you know, you, there's, they, they're trying to put casinos in Atlanta and I'm not a fan of that at all. Sure. I think, I think Atlanta needs a casino. Like I need, you know, a bunch of whiskey, <laughs> but in Georgia, but in Georgia, you could legalize gambling. Yeah. You could, but, you could legalize yeah. gambling in Georgia and, and you don't have to put casinos up to legalize gambling, gambling. You, you just, well, we have the lottery. It. I mean, does South Carolina have sure. a lottery? Yeah. South Carolina has uh, got a lottery that's similar in, in, in structure to what Georgia has. It was built, it was built about 10 years, 10 years after, no, sorry, about 20, 25 years after what Georgia got. Really? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's and we used to have these commercials with this guy named Bubba, who yeah. would tell you that Georgia's got a lottery. Why <laughs> South Carolina? And I went to a South Carolina Georgia game in '99, and <laughs> Bubba was sitting directly behind us. <laughs> I was That's like, "This cool. son of a bitch! I can't get rid of him." <laughs> yeah, I, we only I, more recently I, got a lottery like 30 years ago. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, I was here when when South Carolina got a lottery because I remember I remember getting breakfast downtown and uh yeah. and 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 beginning to see the lottery you know advertisements go up but you can get the mega millions here you can get yeah. the powerball here yeah. 
But like, yeah, we're not in I, Georgia. Fine. <laughs> I remember like um, when the lottery. I mean, I was a child, but I remember when the lottery happened. Yeah. And then, of course, I studied about the pol- the politics of the lottery and why that. I mean, what the deal was supposed to be, and and all this. Um. And you know, the other side of it is, I lived right next to a de- a deli that sold every day. They would, you know, one lottery ticket, all right. But if you're buying, like, six feet, not an exaggeration. Oh, like I there am. was, a, there was a chap that was the same one chap buying six feet of lottery tickets a day. Six feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I won't deny that there is excess, but it's the same as alcohol. You're right. It, you know, it's, right. it's the, the you. Yeah. People have to be held. People have to hold, hold themselves responsible, which you know ultimately you would think yeah. would be a conservative Republican thing, but like you know, it, it almost always comes from the left yeah. when it says, "Well, how do how do you make sure this doesn't get out of hand?" Well, people hold themselves responsible. You know, that's not a that's not a Republican ideal. You know, well, well it's uh, responsibility for thee and not me is is the Republican ideal. I mean, that's that's yeah, really yeah, it. Do as like, I say, not as I do. Like it's yeah. doesn't apply to me. I actually, I I actually this is not an exaggeration. I I actually like there was on, I was on Twitter, and there was somebody processing. There was a lady, presumably a woman, because it's Twitter, so you don't know, but presumably a woman. And I've been duped she, before. <laughs> she was, she was basically processing the fact on Twitter that she was pro-life, but that meant so she was, but that meant that she couldn't have an abortion because they. It's like how do you? It's like America. There's this lesson that America has to go through all the time, of there's loads of people that don't want to be in a society. They literally just don't want to live in a society. You know, I go through that on uh, <laughs> at least yeah. twice a week. That's a retirement goal to not be yeah. part of society. But, but, <laughs> do, but, do you know, but do you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, yeah. But they want to pass laws that don't affect them, but affect others. Right. But you can't do that. I mean, you, you cannot do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. no, I, I, that's it, the, the idea. Yeah, it's, it's the do as I say, not as I do mentality. And, it's like, and I guarantee you, if these people, like, if they outlaw interracial marriage, well, what do you mean? I'm married to somebody from Puerto Rico. Ah, but eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'll just, I'll just say this that yeah. I am, I am constantly dumbfounded by the, uh, the, the mentality of, of what, people consider to be conservative viewpoints, but do not align with the lifestyles that those individuals live. You know, when I have, I have friends that, that, that order their, order their, their marijuana from Colorado, but will vote Republican because that's what they've always done. That they, they still have this idea that the Republican party represents some sort of fiscal responsibility or represents some sort of uh, conservative moral responsibility well, fun fun fact the housing crash was caused by policies from george w bush right yeah it was absolutely. caused by policies from george w bush it you know um the recession of 1991 was caused by policies from reagan 
Right. I mean, correct. And 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 just to point out, <laughs> and and I, okay. I realize they just released these deficit numbers, while while the deficit in the United States is is not as high as it was under Trump. But of course, you have to recognize that Trump had to deal with one. We had we were still had an ongoing war in Afghanistan. We also had the pandemic. So I won't I won't say that it was completely his responsibility. But but I also recognize that there were tax breaks given to corporations that basically took them from from two and a half or one and a half percent down to zero. So corporations were now off the hook for paying taxes. And it also took the the the, the percentage that that, you know, people in the upper echelon of, of money also were taken off the hook. And and then you see like my taxes went up last year. My taxes will go up again this year. And it's and, and people are blaming Joe Biden for that. But it's not because of Joe Biden. It's because specifically the law that the Republicans voted into place while Trump was president. Uh, yeah. those tax breaks are expiring and people don't, you know, and somebody said, well, why doesn't Biden just go ahead and do that again? Because that requires both sides of the, well, the, the aisle to come together to make those laws to reduce the taxes. And, and I yell about this on Twitter all the time, and I'm going to yell about it on your show. We, we've figured out a way in our society to become a functioning adult and, and to sleep through civic class. Sure. And, yeah. and that's, not a, that's not a good idea. That's not a recipe for success. And and the other problem I think that we have that, that maybe our parents didn't have because immigration was at an all-time low during the baby boomer situation because of some laws, um, not to be xenophobic here, but you have a lot of immigrants in this country who don't understand what our system of government actually is. So they're surprised to find out every election cycle that we don't live in a parliamentary system, right? Mm. So, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, so it's almost like, and there's a lot of adults now, there's a whole lot of adults that didn't go to college or didn't go to high school in America even. So I, there's almost like we need to have this adult education system that doesn't happen on a college campus where you, you explain to grownups like this is how this is what the American system of government is. Yeah. And, and yeah, like uh, you know. like a a Sesame Street once a week sort of program that that but everyone not <laughs> but not for Sesame Street, but not for yeah. four year olds. Right. <laughs> for, yeah. No, formatted, for, for, formatted appropriately. Yeah, for, for, I, I, I agree. <laughs> you know, honestly, or I put it on during the halftime of football. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, do yeah. Have somebody walk out onto a football field during the halftime show with a lectern and just and a microphone and just say, "Listen, <laughs> listen. This is this is. We're yeah. going to get back to the football. We got 17 minutes 32 seconds, and we're going to get back to it. The teams are resting right now. So what we're going to talk about is this is how a bill becomes law. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, and you it's know what, Mr. Rock, you choose. Yeah. I, I I think fundamentally that this is something this would be a terrific idea for yeah I know I agree Ben I think I think ed, adult education would be would be a good right. idea and I and no. I think that, that you how know, do you do I think that? that well I you know I mean, uh, right we, we, NPR is a great source of information whether it's you know but the problem is is everyone so many on the on the right consider NPR to be one of those. 
it's a it's a left wing media source, which, you know, it's not. It's publicly funded. You know, it's it, you know, it, the 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 NPR as a whole has the ability to be representative of both sides equally if if both sides are willing to participate. But you have the right mm-hmm. wing that thinks NPR is nothing but a liberal out, outsource and, well, the, and, the problem, and won't participate. The problem, and this is a structural problem in this country, a lot of, a lot of uh, in order to prosper from liberalism, you have to be, you have to live in a place where that can happen. And there's a lot of places in this country that don't do that. They don't for the have... <laughs> I mean, like for hundreds you know, of years, when I was, when I was up in Cartersville, looking at some of these people in the face, some of the old timers in the face, they were terrified of all the growth They were literally scared. I mean, it was literally I, like scared. I mean, scared sure. and in a visceral, not in an intellectual way, they were scared of something that they thought that these people were going to take away from them. Sure. And, and, and I can see, I can, I can, I can certainly recognize that in, uh, certain aspects of the poor white community in that they weren't poor. Well, they also weren't poor. (laughs) Well, but as, but as individuals (laughs) that live unto themselves, that, that primarily would keep to themselves, I can, I can recognize that, there is a fear yeah. of there being some sort of interaction with people that you don't know their culture. And it's not because you're against it, but you just don't understand it or that you don't know enough about it. And I'll, I'll give it to some individuals that, that, that might, that might create a prejudice and, 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 and which, you know, while I would prefer that everyone be open-minded, I certainly recognize that prejudices do limit people's ability to interact or to even uh, engage or, or diversify themselves, you know, to, to try something new. But, you know, we are as, as much as, as much as some people don't want to recognize it, we are part of a global society. This planet is so much smaller than it was a hundred years ago. It's smaller. Well, I can talk on this. I talk to folks all over the world. Yeah, it's smaller than it was ten years ago. It's smaller than sure. it was. Hell, I'll go even further than that. It's smaller than it was in 2018, and yeah. I can give you example after. I can talk to you. We talk for an hour and a half. I can give you examples for hours of yeah. people that I've talked to. I had this is one of my favorite stories. I had a guy. I had a guest who who needed his Skype password for work. So he lived in some other country when he was a child. So he had to write home to his mother. Can you please mail me my Skype password? That's crazy. Because he had Skype when he was a child and now he needed it for work. Yeah. I mean, I talk to people every single day, every single day that I sit in front of this microphone and talk to anybody. I talk to people every single day that say to me, I used this as a kid. I, I didn't know I was going to be using this as an adult. Sure. And here I am. I mean, and this is yeah. what I tell people. 
people. One of the things that I've just thought a lot for two years is right now we're using stuff that was pre-plague. What happens when we start using stuff that's post-plague? Well, like have, what would be an example of something that would be post-plague? Yeah, post-plague. Have, have, any, have either one of you been in a controlled environment with virtual reality? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like a controlled environment, not your friend's house with their screaming child and the cat, but like it's crazy what they can do on the on the stupid Oculus, on the cheapo Oculus. It's crazy oh, yeah. what they can do today. With yeah, I used to have PSVR. Um, played that a lot. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's it, like metaverse wise would be like post like instead of going to the office ever again, you literally just go into the metaverse and you're in a virtual yeah. office kind of deal. Well, I don't I think mean, it's gonna. I, I don't think it's gonna be the metaverse, but it's gonna be something. Yeah, very much I, like that. I, yeah. You have you have doctors working remotely uh, on on surgeries now. Shit, that's what the I saw the meta the, the Oculus whatever they call it now the Meta Two the presentation Oculus yeah. Well, they were like, and doctors can train in the metaverse, and I'm like, fuck no. If someone goes like, all right, gonna give you heart surgery, but I've been training. I've put at least you know thousands of hours 70, into the metaverse. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll be like, no. Was, yeah, it, <laughs> no. It, it, I mean, it's a giant. It's a it's a metaverse version of uh, what was the what was the board game where you, uh, where you had to reach uh, in with operation, yeah, operation meta the metaverse op- version of the operation they call training. <laughs> yeah, this will be great. The robot's going to do exactly what my hand should do. I'm like, yeah, you lost me there. I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's something to be said for for you know robots and 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 the precise you know degree. I mean, of, oh, yeah, and, don't get me wrong about that, but like especially when, when it comes when, to when artificial about- intelligence. <laughs> Yeah, I mean we're we're gonna have to think of other things for humans to do, but I swear to God, Star Trek. I I, I yeah. sit here, sit here like every day, and I talk to these people, and I can maybe it's because I talk to a broad cross section, but I can see it. Like I can actually see this future happen. Yeah, I and mean, it hasn't happened yet, but I can. You know, you talk it's to coming. this physicist. You talk to this physicist and this guy and this person and and that guy and blah blah and you're like, oh god, like yeah, it's coming down the road soon, soon people. And the thing that that I'm concerned about is if you're if you can't even if you get angry at soccer existing in America. <laughs> If that's what gets you, if that gets you riled up, how are emotionally, yeah. how are you going to be able to handle, like you were saying, Barrett, the doctor, like doing heart surgery and, and you're in somewhere and he's somewhere else? Or how are you going to handle, I have a job and the job is in my bedroom, but I'm yeah. talking to people in India and that's mm-hmm. the normal situation. This is yeah. coming. Yeah, you're right. It's coming very, very soon. I said, reach out and touch is. somebody, and you can. Technology is really putting the world together into one. And he, and tough. here's a, th- and this thing about I want to make illegal. I mean, I want to make ma- uh, multiracial marriages illegal. What's going to happen when people can pick where they live? Right. If you could, if you could just without quitting your job, 
if you could, okay, I'm taking this Oculus and this laptop and, and all right, where are we going? Okay. Awesome. Bad. Let's Alaska. go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's, you know, let's go to Michigan. Let's go to, sure. Whatever. Edge of a fjord <laughs> in Norway. That's, I mean, and I, quit bringing up the fjords. I, and I'm going to, I'm going to drop something on you guys. And I talked to a owner of an, uh, a Tesla car for my show, a Tesla, you know, car. And that's a lot closer than people think for battery operated cars. That's a lot closer. Yeah. And Ford actually has policy- that feasible F-150. That's only like 33,000 to get mm-hmm. it, which is awesome. Yeah. What are so our right. politics right going to look like? What are our politics going to look like when there's a percentage of the population who doesn't care about gas? Mm-hmm. Who literally doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, they'll that just tax gonna... you for not using it until yeah. more people well, don't yeah. use it, and you get pissed off about it. <laughs> well, see, and here's but here's my thing: if you have a battery operated car and you have a remote job, you could take your battery operated car and move your remote job to where they don't tax you. That's true. Yeah. See, see? that is see? that is very true. See, see? Yeah, that see? is very true. See? Well, Ben, I'm saying we are, we're going to run. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up because we've we've pushed that hour and a half mark. Uh, <laughs> but, but we've been on for a long time. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is this is uh, from from the perspective of a Georgia voter who has already voted. Uh, you know, that's which I I'm I'm astounded because uh, Georgia Georgia had the highest turnout for early voting participation on the first day last Monday, which is excellent. I just, because... I just wanted to throw some numbers out before we get off. Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Um, every day, the African-American turnout has increased and it's held steady at 30% over what it was in 2018. I think even 2020. Um, That's awesome. Personally, and I'm saying this is a white person. I don't know if you can hear the Caucasianness in my voice, but I'm a, I'm a Caucasian human. Um, you're, you, you're you're losing melanoma, uh, melanoma. That's not the right word. Melanin, melanin, <laughs> melanin. melanin. You're losing melanin every second. Every second All we right. sit inside the inside of a house in the shade. All right. So what I'm trying to say is, uh, I don't. No, if I were African American, if I would vote for Herschel Walker, uh, I, I could see where somebody who is black would be offended by Herschel Walker's story. Yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could see that. So I see, I see Herschel Walker's story as being the stereotype of what several in the black population would consider to be way too uh way too in line of what people think of of blacks in this country a certain a certain type of people but yeah yeah right so, yeah i i don't i don't disagree well no ben i will i will say this it we're gonna we're gonna have to do another episode with you because there is uh especially when we get when we get after the election because i, I definitely want to get your perspective on 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 what happened uh, I want to get uh, my perspective on. I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm bizarrely yeah. fascinated to see what this is going to look like. It's it's going to be right. interesting. That's for sure. Cool. All, right. All right. Well, Ben, hard sell your podcast. Where they can listen. Uh, where they can find information. 
my podcast is called the History Voyager Podcast. Um, if you go, if you take that thumb and go far enough down, you'll hear a, a podcast about the Spanish flu, a deep dive in Spanish flu and COVID. Um, it's called the History Voyager Podcast. It's a green background with a skull. I'm told my I'm told my logo is not a good logo. It doesn't look good. Um, uh, I do want to spend some money on that one day. My my biggest regret is I didn't spend any money on a logo. I wish we know a guy. Yeah, we, we do know a guy. Well, I, I that's my biggest regret with this show. But I, I love my show. I talk to people about this wacky world that we live in uh, these days. And if these people stop being interesting, I'm going to get into a deep dive on the tulip bubble or something. Sure. Uh, yeah. Find subject where subject matter exists. But I'm going to possibly release a show today about something i have this i've got stuff in the can well that's awesome thank you nick the geek engineer and producer owner and operator of got sound studio check out details on how you can utilize his talent and production expertise at gotsoundstudio.com thanks to muffin producer follow him on instagram at muffin producer thanks to shiana rivers for the intro and outro follow her podcast who you call in holistic available on most of your podcast listening platforms thanks to trent clark aka dj lonzo currently serving as the house dj at the main course in columbia south carolina make sure to go by and have a good time you can contact Trent for all your entertainment needs. Trent at theallaboutnothing.com and on Instagram at therealdjlonzo. On Twitter at djlonzotop5. You can also phone him 803-262-7982. If you enjoy the show, consider becoming a patron by visiting our website and clicking at the link at the top of the browser that will take you to our Patreon page. You can find details on how you become a supporter or you can check out benefits there and just consider a donation so that we can continue to bring you this nonsense. We enjoy doing it. We enjoy you enjoying it. As always, you can follow us on Facebook. Just search for All About Nothing US on Twitter and Instagram at AAN underscore pod, or you can find links to all of our social media and available podcast platforms by visiting theallaboutnothing.com. If you'd like to be heard on the show, you may call and leave us a message, 803-672-0533. If the time between these episodes is too far apart, you can fill that time by checking out some of our partner podcasts. Zach and I host What the Pod Was That with Carrie Simmons. Visit whatthepodwasthat.com for links and details. Carrie and Chrissy host Status Macabre. You can find details at statusmacabre.com. Ami Bland takes a deep dive down the rabbit hole in episodes of Welcome to Wonderland available on all of your podcast listening platforms as well you should check out our own dj lonzo's top five hosted by trent clark available on most of your podcast listening platforms all right all right cool well ben thank you very much history voyager podcast is available uh where you can listen to all your podcasts uh it's history oh and i have a website Uh, i have a website please give the history the history voyager.com um it i have you know it's called the history voyager.com um links yeah. information all available there yeah all right folks. Well, make sure to make sure to check our show notes as well you'll have uh we'll, we'll add the links to the show notes so you can find the history voyager podcast ben kitchings thank you very much again for being on the program with us uh zach thanks for joining us i know sunday mornings are tough for you because you know bed uh <laughs> yeah and i do have to watch the little one i forgot yeah. Gabriel is going somewhere she just reminded me when are you coming down i have to leave <laughs> that's great all right We'll wrap it up. Make sure uh, tomorrow, South Carolina, October 24th, uh, we have a big debate, uh, Judd Larkins and Joe Wilson. Uh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to try and drag Zach to it so that we can cheer when, you know, good things are said. Uh, We're but uh, most Wilson importantly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Joe Wilson, you're going to get yelled at or you're going to be a liar. Um, also, uh, early voting in South Carolina starts uh, today, the day of this podcast release, 24th October early voting uh south carolina so make sure to get out there if you're in georgia early voting's already started go vote all right it's it's very important (laughs) 
<laughs> Go ahead, Ben. <laughs> vote. Yeah, just vote. Just vote. So that is going to do it. Thank you very much, everybody, for being on the program. Zach King. Thank you much, Ben Kitchings. Everybody stay safe and have a week. This The All About Nothing podcast is recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina. The All About Nothing podcast is produced and engineered by Neek the Geek, owner and operator of GOT Sound Studio. To support the show, please visit theallaboutnothing.com for links to social media, merchandise, and more. Become a patron of the show by following the Patreon link at the top of our page. The All About Nothing podcast is an entertainment product of Barrett Gruber. Special thanks to Zach King, Trent Clark, Muff the Producer, Neek the Geek, and you, our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like button and the notification bell. Thank you for listening. The All About Nothing podcast is a part of the GOT Podcast Network and a product of Barrett Gruber Entertainment and Media.